There has been so much misinformation put out from some of these crazy Karens. Blah, blah, blah. Excuse me. <laughs> we have the mother. This is obviously the missing mother. And we have the child. And they just poof, disappeared. It was how he was not only going to kill me, but how he was going to kill my husband. And the race was on. This is The Klein Files with Philip and Carolyn. And a very good afternoon, morning, or evening, or middle of the night for you, those of you like, who are like me that cannot sleep. We welcome you to the Klein Files, a special edition of the Klein Files. And, you know, I'm going to introduce this guy. And I'm going to tell you something. If you're not inspired after this show, then, you know, go get help. But no, no, I'm kidding. This guy is, is, is somebody I met a while back. And... He's a lawyer, and he inspired me then with his positive mental attitude, and now he has branched himself out into the internet, which is just, it blows me away. He has 1.3 million Instagram followers, 300 Facebook followers, and uh, 300,000 Facebook followers and 400,000 TikTok followers. And there's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. And that includes The Rock, of course. He's following now. Anyway, I'd like to introduce to you today Mr. Jefferson Fisher, attorney at law. And uh, Caroline and I are excited. Caroline, you're excited about this? Hi, I'm here too. I'm sorry. You forgot your co-host. Well, there it is. So uh, out of sight, out of mind, right? Um, But anyway, I'm I'm excited. Caroline and I are both excited about this because we both know Jefferson and his family. And this is a true inspirational story. And it shows that in my mind, there's hope and faith in life. Jefferson, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Happy to be here. No, we are so excited to have you here. And let me tell you why we're excited. In, in, In our world... And, and it can be in your world, too, uh, because you get to do fun things sometimes like, you know, I don't know what fun things there are in the law business, but in the investigation business, sometimes we find missing people. Sometimes we are able to solve things that nobody else can solve. And it brings a sense of satisfaction. But you take it, you take it to the to the to the dream level uh, with your inspirational messages you have put on the Internet. So let's just get started with this and, and tell, tell me a little bit about how you got started. What, what, what made you go, you know what, I've, I'm thinking positive today. I'm going to put it on the Internet. Well, it, it um, man, it's happened so quickly. So it's been almost, almost a year since mm-hmm. I, I started. And it really came out of when I left a, a prior law firm, a, a large defense firm here in, in Beaumont, and decided to go off on my own. And when I did that, man, I just, I felt like I had just cut the parachute. Like I could run finally at full speed. You were out of the corporate legal world. Yeah. And I was, I was running as fast as I want. I could be as creative as I want. And I was just happy. I mean, I was just, (laughs) I was happy. My, my whole, um, just spirit had been, had been lifted. And when I had started signing up clients and I was doing very well in those first few months, I decided like with anybody in a business that. Well, I need to do some kind of social media. What can I? Right. What can I do? Yeah, and, that's what Caroline does and, here. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I should do something. And so I couldn't really figure it out for a little bit. Like, what? Why in the world would anybody want to follow an attorney 
And so I, what did I do? I looked at other attorneys that were doing stuff and all of them were the same. You ha- you need to have most of the attorneys who do well on social media are able to relate it to something in the real world. Like you can't have a, a TikTok on merger, mergers and acquisitions. You know, you can't <laughs> right. have like a, something on probate law. That's not really it. It's so people who do employment law talk about, you know, hiring, firing, what your employer can do, labor uh, attorneys. And then the other uh, section of that was personal injury. But what they would do every time was, have you been injured in an accident? Make sure and do this, 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 and call us. And that just didn't sit well. I tried kind one. Kind of sounds like an infomotion. It was. It was. It was like they saw it as the kind of new billboard frontier, you know, to sell themselves. And I tried one or two videos like that. I thought it had to be a particular style. And I just done a lot of reading, a lot of research. And I said, this isn't... This isn't me. It just doesn't resonate with what I'm about. How can I, what can I do? And so I try to find a way. I don't need to sell anything. Just give value. What can I possibly give value on? How can I be in people's homes and discussions and help them with anything? And so I decided to tell them about what I have found very natural in my life and my upbringing and my experience. And that's how to talk to people and how to deal with conflict and how to be a peacekeeper. And that's something that has been, you know, steadfast in, in my life, in my family and how I was raised. And so I just started doing that. So I first started how to argue like a a lawyer. And I talked about how to, you know, how to not get defensive, how to not take things personally, um, how to come up with arguments that work to compromise, not to win. And then that morphed into larger topics of how to deal with difficult conversations how to deal with um, you know, people who are narcissists, how to have very good. Uh, and, and I even had one that was like, if you want to beat me in a deposition, here's what to do. Like, if you want to have a really good deposition against me, follow these. <laughs> and those, and that stuff just, just went insane. Yeah. And so I give you props. I yeah, tried to get our TikTok so, up and running at one point and I just, like, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Cause it's like, you're limited in what you can talk about too sometimes. So it's yeah, a little difficult. It is. And, and so I just took the position of, I'm not going to sell. I'm not going to tell them what I do. I'm not going to tell them where my firm is. I mean, if they want to find me, they'll find me mm-hmm. and they do. <laughs> uh, and, and that was the whole idea is like, I don't need to monetize anything. I'll get hit up by brands. I'll do this. No, I don't. That's not what I'm in it for. That's not how I generate my, my revenue for my family. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't need it. So I just, uh, just giving free value. And then it just has caught on. And then it just well, I, I, it, it, I'm going to give you my opinion why I think it's caught on because it's your power of positivity. Hmm. I don't ever see you in those, um, in those videos you put up in a negative light. Uh, you know, like I started this, we are, we, we live. Okay. So we're a support system to the legal system. Mm-hmm. It's such a negative world in the legal system. I mean, from lawyers to case filings. I mean, I know you've seen crazy things in case filings yeah. where you go, what? And, and we're kind of like, when I watch you, it just pops up on my 
uh, telephone. And um, I, I know when <laughs> From I the look, man that yeah, says he, he doesn't himself. have TikTok. Uh, it just popped up on my telephone. <laughs> yeah. Look, here, yeah. listen yeah. to the radio. Okay. Listen, yeah. you two, we're not going to gang up yes. on the old guy today. <laughs> so here's, but, but here's the bottom line is that you are so positive about life. Mm. Hey, if you want to beat me, do this, this, and this. You're telling people out there, A, tell the truth. B, don't be scared of the truth. And C, do it in a positive manner. Yeah. It's, it's been, um, it's, it's very fulfilling to me as a, it just, it feels right in my spirit about that's, that's the message that needs to go out. And it's a message that um, I thought was already out there. But I think it's out there a lot less than than people think. So I, I mean, my, it, it's very, and it's also very contrasting to where I'm an attorney, who people think, I mean, I get paid to advocate on behalf of other people. I get paid to deal with conflict, and I'm telling them how to to need me less, and it's it's, <laughs> or it's beat just, you. <laughs> yeah, 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 and how to how to have really hard and difficult conversations and deal with difficult personalities and how to. I mean, because, in, I mean, same thing with y'all. It, it's I run into all kinds of different personalities when I'm deposing somebody or a trial or other attorneys. I mean, every day mm-hmm. it's, um, it's conflict. And if I spread that message that needs to be out there, it's um, I feel better about what I'm doing. Yeah. And it, yeah. I think it, I'd, I try to just, you know, rising tide lifts all boats kind of mentality. As profilers, Caroline's one, too, and uh, MJ Holmes and all, all these people mm-hmm. uh, that we work with around the United States, Trace Sargent, who's a federal agent, um, and, and all these people we work with, we, within five minutes of talking to somebody, can figure out, okay, this is who you are and what you're about. Mm-hmm. But we use some of the techniques you've given now to be more positive because the more positive you are, the more people will le- let their shields down around them and try to interact with you. Right. And, and I think that that's one of your TikToks that you did was look, if you really want to talk to somebody and you really want to solve a problem, don't beat them on the head. There's no reason to beat them on the head. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, no, of no, course, no, please. No, I, I'm paraphrasing. I mean, that's, that's the right idea. I mean, one of the ones that's done really well and it's something that I've always um, said was the more you try to convince somebody of something, the more hardened they become in their position, mm-hmm. not the lesser. So the right. more you try and convince them to your side, the more they want to just, you know, the coal compresses into a diamond where that they're not right. moving. They're not right. moving. See, I've interviewed people on death row. I've interviewed, well, you know me, yeah. I've interviewed people all around the world and some very famous people like, How'd you get here? What'd you do? And, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I found that I have made mistakes in my career, right, from not using the techniques that you've brought forward. Mm-hmm. And and, and I, I, I've been thinking about it a lot. I know you were coming in today, and I was excited because I kept thinking, you know, you and Caroline and your generation, y'all come from a... I guess to an older person like your dad's <laughs> strange world it is, but you guys come from a generation where you've watched the failure of all of us in, in, um, I guess what do you call what, what do the, uh, world war two generation? What do we call baby it? boomers, baby yeah. boomers, the baby boomers, what we've done in baby boom world. And then gen X's come through and then y'all are what Z or what are y'all? I've- 
I have no clue. I have no idea. Anyway, the young people. Whatever the new one is, but we are you not guys have between. But you guys <laughs> got both got. You got a great We're millennials. Edu- millennials. Yes. Millennials. Hey, that's go. right. You are yeah. a millennial. You got you got a great education from Texas Tech, and yes. you got a master's at Lamar. Okay. So I think you got a good education. You went to University of Texas Law School. Was UT or were you Tech? Tech. Texas Tech. Yeah. God bless you. I God did blood not know in you. you were a fellow Red yeah, Raider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're everywhere. So I, I went to University of Texas for undergrad. Then I'm Texas sorry to Tech hear that. Oh, okay. See, you should have yeah. just stayed up there. That would have been a great deal. <laughs> I loved it. No, did you like Lubbock? Uh, I did like Lubbock. Um, I didn't like that. I felt so exposed. You know, I, what do you mean? I, well, because yeah. I, I grew up uh, in pretty much the woods, where unless you saw the news, you didn't know a rainstorm was coming until you smelled it, you know, <laughs> before you, before it came. I mean, you felt it. Uh, you felt the, the atmosphere drop, but the, but Lubbock is it's like, I, I, I know I can see what's coming like, you know, seven days away. Yeah. I don't need the forecast. I can look outside <laughs> and see it. Or the, yeah. the tornado warning. Yeah, <laughs> the horns the, going the off. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's that? Somebody going to lunch? No, that's a tornado coming. Yeah, the it really deck. was. Really but, was. But, oh, that's great. So I didn't know you went to Texas Tech. I did. I did, yeah. Loved it. God dang. When we're done here, we'll go down to my office. I got a flag I got to show you that oh, cool. I got. Yeah. <laughs> Swing your sword. Texas Tech fanatic. Yeah. I am a fanatic. I just love tech. I love Lubbock. Uh, in fact, if I, I, I would have stayed there if I could have, but I'd had to come home. But anyway, um, okay. So I think the power of positivity. Let's talk about that first. Right. right. Power of positivity. Give me your ideas on positivity. Well, it's. To me, it's the only option. Uh, you, if you want to have a fulfilling life, and if you have one that that wants to resonate with with your values, your priorities, and and uh, matches with your character, I think the only way to think is is positive. And when you talk about positivity in the way you communicate, well, it's if you want something done, you, you don't get it through negative thoughts and negative implication people right. especially those that feel like they're in positions of power mm-hmm. um, that, that goes into you know styles of leadership is it better to rule out of love or rule out of fear mm-hmm. and there are different mentalities of of that I'm one that is I think leadership comes from a position of of love and I'm not afraid to use that that word, especially even in my my field, you don't consider that as an attorney in the legal field talking about love and kindness and respect. We, I, I, I at least coming from an attorney, have that impression that the the general um, profession is a negative is in a negative light, which I don't like. Mm-hmm. I, and and to me, it's not because of me. That's because of people who've come before me. Mm-hmm. And so if I can be a, a, a voice of light in, in every conversation that we have with, with people, then, then I think that just improves the world. I think we have a duty to, to improve the conversations and relationships that we have with. with is people. that what you think your audience is drawn to? Do you think your audience is drawn to the power of positivity? Um, I think they are. I think that's some aspect of it. I think a lot of them too are, they just don't hear it. They're not used to that feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll see comments, and I get lots of messages of people saying, "Man, I used your technique, and it it worked." Mm-hmm. And now I'm I can I haven't spoken to my granddaughter in three years, and I did what you said to do, and we're, we're having 
coffee next week and i'm so excited wow that's, that's awesome. and so oh yeah, yeah it's and, awesome. and it's just all these very heartwarming stories of families either coming together or relationships starting to to mend and ways to preserve relationships and that just is very very good feeling uh, that it's just kind of a cycle that that feeds itself when my father passed in 2000 what was it carolyn seven eight i think it was 2008 2008 he was in a horrific car accident in Sarasota, Florida, and he never came out of it. I mm-hmm. mean, he mm-hmm. he did. He could talk. He could communicate. But he just, how would you classify it? It was just, he just couldn't come out. Mm-hmm. Very negative. And I flew out there three or four times, took the kids out there three or four times to go see him. You know, my dad and I were very tight growing up. Mm-hmm. And when he passed, the funeral director, there was three people that called me immediately when it kind of got out that he had passed. The first one was the funeral director. And he said, I was just reading a couple of notes that you wrote down about your father. Cause he called me, a secretary called me and says, you know, we need to do an obituary. That's when obituaries were big. Mm-hmm. And so I just started typing and I sent it over to them. He said, my gosh, what a wonderful story about your dad. I said, yeah. He said, uh, you know, can I, can I give you a suggestion? I said, sure. He goes, you have written about all the good things. Keep it positive. Keep it positive. He said, people are usually are bigger in death than they are in life. Mm-hmm. And, and that was a great piece of advice for me because mm-hmm. when I, now when people pass, you know, you hear how great they were and, you, and you've known them and you go, what, you know, but anyway, I, I it, it is, it's when somebody passes, it's not about it's not about them anymore. It's about the family and having something to look at in the scrapbook and right. you know everything else and the power of positivity. So yeah. that was the first one, the funeral director. The second one was my old coach uh, who was at Stanford University as the head coach at Stanford University in swimming, Skip Kenny. And Skip called me out of nowhere. And he says, hey, because he had heard from his assistant, uh, Ted Knapp, who is... We used to carpool together from you know third grade on to the swimming pool every day. Um, he said, I just heard from Ted, your dad passed. I said, yes. He goes, and you know what he said? He said, your dad was a great man. Remember him for a great man. He did great things for USA Swimming. He did great things for Dad's Club. He did great things for you. He said, You'll, I'll never forget the time where you won uh, state high point whatever, you know, whatever it was, a big award at Texas Age Group Nationals. And uh, he said, as soon as they put it around your neck, you walked over to the other side of the pool where my dad was a referee, right? And uh, I walked over to him and I said, Dad, this is for you. Mm -hmm. And he said that the whole place got quiet and they just, I mean, there was like two, three thousand people in the auditorium. And it just got quiet and everybody clapped and stood up. I didn't realize at the time what I was doing. I just wanted to make sure my dad, I wanted to thank my dad, right? Mm. He said, people will never forget that, Philip. It's one of the most positive things that I've ever seen. And I was like, wow. Thanks, Skip. I felt better. I remember that day I cried. You were there. I was crying pretty hard. And um, and the third person that really inspired me was one of my good friends, uh, who is an investigator who is now with uh, the Secret Service. He's a very, very close friend of mine. I don't like to say his name because mm. sometimes it does undercover work. And this thing's seen by or heard by 63,000 of them, you know, and I, I just don't, you know, I don't want to out him. But he says to me, he calls me on the phone, he says, hey, yeah, 
Remember that time you and your dad and my dad and we all went out fishing down Buffalo Bio, which today you couldn't fish in there because you'd probably die from some type of poisoning. But back in the old days in Houston, you could go down to Buffalo Bio and fish, Mm -hmm. catch big catfish. My dad and his dad would fillet them and, you know, we'd we'd have filleted catfish and, you know, whatever else they cooked. Crazy stuff. And um, he said, do you, do you remember your dad always looking at you and smiling and saying, come on over here, son, you need to learn how to do this. He said, your dad was one of the best teachers there ever was. Nobody called me, even some of the whack jobs back then in 2008. Because no, no, I've suffered from that since 2000. You know, I've had people stop me, and I know, mm-hmm. you know you're kind of going through the same thing. I've never... My dad taught me the uh, the power of positivity. When I got into bad situations, like I get pulled over by a state trooper, which I get pulled over a lot. She's laughing because she knows. I get pulled over a lot because I have a tendency when I get these cars out here, they run like scalded cats to run it like a scalded cat. And I um, I, I pull over and I say, good morning. And they kind of look at you like, do you know why I pulled you over? Yeah, I was speeding. I messed up. Here's my driver's license. Here's my proof of insurance. Here's my state ID. They look at it. They go, okay, let me go run all this. They come back up. And I said, um, and I said, uh, uh, he always asks, is the address Archie? Always asks, is the address the same? You know, the same old, well, I'm your attorney. You know what they ask. They're trained. He comes back up. He goes, you know what? I was thinking about giving you a ticket, but I like your attitude. <laughs> I said, well, you have a hard job to do. And I thank God that no one's hit us and thank God that you're safe. And they just stare at you like you're, he goes, where did you come from? I said, from Nederland. He goes, no, 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 no. I usually pull people over and they start screaming at me, giving me reasons or it wasn't them or it wasn't. And it's the power of positivity. And that's what I love about you Hmm. is the power of positivity. Mm -hmm. So if you were to give people advice out there right now, advice, Give me two things that precipitate the power of positivity. You know, and what I'm talking about is your internal psyche. Because usually you get pulled over by a cop, you're pissed because you know it's fixing to be a $200 ticket. How can you remain positive in your mind when you get into stressful situations such as a lawyer, a doctor, you know, whatever? Well, I mean, uh, before I, I would give those points, I would also say this. Part of the reason I decided to go with this message of what I'm putting out in my content is because I I wanted because life's not guaranteed, mm-hmm. right? I mean, at any time mm-hmm. I could leave here and <laughs> I could yeah. I could have a right. terrible accident. I've yeah. seen it. We've seen so it. So true. That's what I have in my life. I've seen it. So true. Uh, I wanted to preserve my advice for my kids. Should that ever happen? That 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 will exist in the internet, in the space that cannot be deleted, mm-hmm. that they'll have, you know, to, to guide them in their conversations and, and things that what I've learned mm-hmm. in past. Mm-hmm. And I would say in terms of big takeaways and the power of positivity, I learned that a lot through my father in the ways of diplomacy. Right. I mean, you know my, my father. Know and so yeah. he's extremely, my dad is the definition of a peacekeeper. Uh, he does, his brother is not the same. <laughs> his cousins are not like that. Uh, we have lots of other members of our family. I mean, he's just a different branch right. of the tree. 
right. and I'm thankful to be an on acorn. That branch. You know, yeah, yeah, so, acorn on the branch. Yeah, yeah. and so <laughs> it, it is, and, and and then you mix in my own experience in my own life, but the power of positivity, I think, stems from the power of of peace, and to be a peacekeeper and what that means and how you operate. I, the kind of the two tangible takeaways is whenever I approach a situation, I like to watch it in my head as if I'm not present. So it's like I have now made a projection of myself talking with somebody, but it's like I have a third person that I'm looking, that's my advocate. Mm -hmm. So if I had my own attorney there, if I could duplicate myself and step out of myself and watch myself talk to this person, am I going to be happy with what I see or am I going to be upset with what I see and to be able to step out of myself in that position to go, no, no, you're talking too fast. No, you're coming on too strong. And then be able to kind of move that soundboard. Yeah. The warrior mentality. Yeah. yeah, yeah uh, I get it. And, and so I, I see it in a way of when I'm talking to somebody new and they're coming on very strong to me or they are being difficult. I, the only way that I can ever operate is if I step out of myself and mm-hmm. ask questions of why are they behaving that way. And rather than being in that moment where I just have my blinders on and I'm taking everything super personally, right. if I step out of that and see myself as a peacekeeper rather than somebody who's going to be swept up in those emotions, because if you're swept up, then you have no control. Right. So to keep that control, I, I like to know that who I am talking to or a better way to say it is the person that I'm seeing is not the person that I'm talking to. I, I, I might see you physically, but I'm talking to the person who is frustrated with where his life is right now. Right. I'm talking to the person who didn't sleep well because they're worried about their mother who's going into the retirement home. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. these just right. very empathetic, very deep feelings that we all have. We just don't talk about. And so you're talking about psyche yeah, in the psyche mm, of that person across yes, from you. Yeah, correct. And right. I mean, you, I mean, y'all are trained in it. And so yep. when I know that I see it a lot with older attorneys, actually. Really? Um, so I might have a hearing with an older attorney and they are just being nasty to me. I'm being as kind as I am right now. Right. And they are just coming up with ways of being grumpy, being flustered, making big arguments. Mm-hmm. And I don't let myself get in, you know, wrapped up in that because what I see is an older, and I say older, meaning somebody who's on the downhill slope. They don't have as many cases. They're, they're, they just don't know what else they're doing in life. Right. And so what I see is somebody who's just frustrated with where they are. And so it, they want to get that feeling as though they matter. It, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so I, I'm the same way. So I'm older than you and you, uh, and, sure. and I'm going, <laughs> okay, one for the Deloitte. Yeah. Um, Caroline and I are looking at each other. Like, oh, yeah. like, but I, I feel the, fr- what you just said is what, where I am today. I'm a little bit frustrated. I feel like I'm in counseling. Um, I, I, I I'm frustrated because I feel life catching up to me now. I'm yeah. 63, fixed to turn 64 this month. I'm, I'm trying to transition my company over to Caroline and Charlie, 
Uh, but, you know, on the letterhead out there is Philip Klein, Klein Investigations. People know Klein Investigations, Philip Klein. That's why I'm pushing Caroline and Charlie up front saying, hey, mm-hmm. these guys got the skills, even better skills. I don't know if you know, she just won the... Won you the, told me. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. I mean, it's great. But but that's a huge honor. I didn't get that honor out of the state of Texas. I think it was 2003, was it? Four? After I crashed the airplane. What would he do yeah. without you, Caroline? I really, first of I mean, all, I don't know. I'm like a human. But, you, but see here, yeah. remember everything. But see, you for just, yeah. brought, you well, just, well, when was that, Caroline? <laughs> yeah. You just brought up another good point. I rely on Caroline because I live in a world where if I say it's blue, somebody's going to pick it up and say, no, it's purple. He's a liar. And, 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 and it, it's called death by a thousand slits, right? Well, you also like cuts. to give you you like you tell you tell your stories with a lot of specificity. I do, yeah. I do, and I and the reason I do is it comes from back here in the medulla where I'm trying to get the information out, <laughs> right? And but sometimes Southeast it, Texans shouldn't say the word medulla. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Really? But but in my but but in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, you know, why can't I remember details? Right. Why can't I? You know, why I'm I'm not as sh- I guess I'm just generalize it and say, I'm not as sharp as I used to be. And that creates so much frustration for me. And and if I do miss a sentence or yeah. I do misspeak about a minute or two minutes in, uh, in, a, in a timeline. So what I've done now is I've, I've kind of, before I do anything, I send it to her, right? For her to review and look at and say, no, that's not right. Let's put that in there. That's right. It's frustrating. And so... You know, but that yeah. for old people like me, we want to play the game y'all are in, right? Right, right. But it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like that. Bart Starr going yeah. in and playing NFL. Yeah. It ain't happening, right? And I see that. I mean, with my my own grandfather, right? I mean, um, and he'll, I mean, he obviously gets frustrated. Things he can't either do anymore. Things aren't coming to him as quickly. Mm-hmm. And but I and I say that to say it's there's a part of it that's generational mm-hmm. that they do feel like. Time's catching up, yep. and, and there's a frustration with that, and that relays in their communication with me. Yeah, and so I don't allow myself to get in the moment of I can't believe he would take that tone with me. How dare he? Yeah, have that pride, that ego. Right. Instead, step back and go. You know what? Yeah, I could probably have said that better. Why don't you know? Tell me about your grandkids. Yeah, I just have that that, and then let them. Why not let them have that that floor? It's not going to cost me a, a thing. And yeah. then when I see it in terms of. Um, let's say of our of our generation, there's a lot of, um, I mean, we just we're in a rat race. Mm-hmm. I mean, All the time. I mean, I mean, I get I get home at five thirty when I can, and that's immediately chaos. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just Kids. it's it's getting dinner ready, it's yep. bath, it's bed, and then somebody's not going to bed. Somebody is getting up, and you're just like, oh my gosh! I just give me five. Can I have? 10 minutes to myself yeah. and you finally get them in bed and then you say hello to your wife of hi i i'm here are you here okay good and then you know it, and then it's like oh you might need to do some work or something and then you're like i'm exhausted right yeah, and then you, all you do is you wake up and it just starts all right over. again and right. so it is very easy to um, you know, if they these, don't work up, wake up the middle of the night in a thunderstorm, which they right? did, yeah. which, which you did. Yeah. As, a, as an aside, like I finally went to bed at a decent hour last, uh, the night before last, and I'll be doggone if right at midnight, my daughter woke up with a tummy ache and I was up for four hours. Yeah. Like I couldn't Aww. go to bed. It was terrible, but I'm just, I'm just, that's yeah. how it goes. Like I finally yeah. went to bed at a decent hour and that yeah. just wasn't going to happen. Four hours later. But, and so I'm, I am. Um, <clears throat> 
when I talk to other people who are in in my that let's say this millennial type of age, it is a a a different way that I look at it because they're trying just as hard as I am just to cope, just to make it through, just right. to deal with the, the 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 high speed because we're in the high speed lane. I mean, we're in the express lane. We're exactly. all going yeah. seventy to eighty five, ninety miles an yes. hour, and for me to when I feel that somebody is grind wanting to grind my gears that mm-hmm. you know they're wanting to bristle on me to say hey how, how, how are you you got any kids how are you doing how are you like you know what's happening today mm-hmm. to be able to step out and it is a lot of it is some say in my posts i'll get like i i can't tell if you're a therapist or a, an attorney <laughs> you know what i mean and it's like let's, i mean i am a counselor yeah. i mean i'm a counselor that's of right, that's but right. Yeah. i just I, I think that is also part of my 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 duty but i find that when i am Talking to people, the the worst thing that they can do is try and just stay in in one little lane and get super emotional and only stay in that. And I feel like my job is to counterbalance that and make them come away with, you know, I kind of feel better. I think okay. I feel better talking to you. Mm-hmm. So it's right, funny because I just want to make yeah, one sure. side point to what you said about the you know the older attorneys. Um, and you know how sometimes like the best thing out of COVID was when the, uh, they went to zoom and the zooms are on YouTube. And I mean, I tell you every day when I was here in the office, I mean, we were family, so we came into the office and worked and even in the stand down orders and stuff. But after that, when everything started becoming more public, um, we would really sit in here and watch different trials, different hearings. And you see the difference of the older attorney generation yeah. versus the younger ones and like almost night and day. Yeah. It's, it's definitely increased the divide. I mean, between that, that level of practice and, mm-hmm. and because I have, I have attorneys that are older and they will send me something that is by facts in a very, I mean, as if they almost, I mean, it was like dictated. Right. Right. Versus like, I can, I can write something in AI in two seconds that just reads exactly what they had. Right. And it's just, it's a totally different, I think technology as it's at rapidly, you know, like compound interest, it's just continuing to, to outpace us. That's right. It's also continuing to increase that um, divide. divide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the learning curve here on the investigation side is just what yours is. Yeah. It is just, it's way up there. And now we've increased through different associations, uh, National Associated Lights Investigator, Texas, you know, the whole bit. They are increasing their hours of training, basically not, like it used to be surveillance hiding behind a tree or, mm-hmm. you know, something that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But now it's like zoom lenses that can see a half a mile away and you can record a, a bug on a gnat's ass. Yeah. And, and you, and you, and it's kind of like, and how to download it immediately into your system. Cause you know, in our units, you see them out front, they, they all have computers in them and they can download into their computers. And then through the internet, it can come into a new system that we have here called cross tracks and it can, it's, it's in there. It's it's there. We can watch live from here yeah, in this office now. Yeah, it's it's it's. It, but but my point is, you guys are creating that. Mm-hmm. Us old guys aren't creating that. Right. We're learning how to use them. In fact, I'm not even a hundred percent on cross tracks yet, and because I haven't t- because I, you refuse to learn it. Could be. So, <laughs> let's not. Let's there not, you go. Let's not give everybody a big peek into this. Do office. I need to stay here a little longer? <laughs> <laughs> she goes start throwing things here in a minute. But but I I'm so 
proud of her and you and, and your generation because your generation is really making the United States a better place to live, a better place to work, a better place to plan and do things with families. I just think it's a better, better thing. Now, do I agree with everything about y'all? No, but I, no, I, I choose to, <laughs> I know, but I choose to let that go. You know what I'm saying? I choose to let all that go with the, cause remember, I know you got, I know you deal with a lot of people. We deal with a lot of bad people. And I'm telling you, mm-hmm. from murderers to yeah, sure, liars to you know people that, I mean, it's just it's it's crazy, and and so that's kind of I don't know that's kind of the way I see the industry now. And but when I get a guy like you and Caroline does the same thing, come out with the power of positivity, it breaks down so many walls. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, well it keeps it just if you want. I find, it, and I, again, I'm relating this back because I feel comfortable talking with you all about mm-hmm. it. The in the legal industry, there is a generational kind of bandwidth that has only known the fu, no fu. Uh, yeah. I'm going to beat you. We're going to, you know, sell. It, it, it is just it's and, pure ego. Yeah. I mean, just pure ego. And I'll say for ours. The way I handle attorneys that are my age, it's mm-hmm. just like, hey, man, how are you going to handle this? And you're like, I don't really know. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming I'll try and get into evidence through X, Y, and Z. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you have an issue there about this case. I'm like, I know. I, that's that's my biggest fault on my case. And we're just talking. It's not at all. I mean, we're as transparent uh-huh. as can be. Mm-hmm. A different shift, it is just like they are putting on the boxing gloves and they need to feel this visceral just... Let's let's have this bloodbath. And do you so, see that from the bigger firms more, or do you see that from the solos? I see it from whoever trained them. Oh, uh, and so good point. I, I mean, I have there are attorneys in, in, at law firms, and you know who I know, and they've and I, people in my age who were trained mm-hmm. by those people, and they're just that's who they are now. Mm-hmm. They've just cooker, uh, you know, cookie cutter. That's who they are, and. At the same time, yeah, you're going to have that strength, but you're going to have that same limitation. Well, it's like Darrell. Darrell had, uh, with me, he sued me 10 times. I won 10 times. Uh, it was 10 for 10, but it was never about winning anything for me. It was about taking me on the ride and making me spend money on attorneys sure. until the insurance companies finally went, you know, we're not dealing with this anymore. We're sending you to the pool. And once I got into the pool, the pool said... No, it's one guy. We'll handle you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And it, it was kind of like, it was so frustrating for me because I knew we didn't do anything wrong, right? And it ultimately, all the cases were dismissed. In fact, I will say this. I had some great, a good lawyer up in Dallas, Mr. Hurst. Uh, he got, he, they wanted to go, the judge allowed him to go after attorney's fees. But how are you going to get attorney's fees? Somebody doesn't have any money. All right. Uh, the Ninth Court of Appeals just ruled the other day for me. How am I going to get any money out of this little girl? She ain't got any money. So you know, you just got to let things go sometimes, and that's power positivity. Okay, let me let me let's talk about two things because I know Caroline's getting nervous all the time. How do you deal with narcissists? I heard you say it on TikTok. Or yeah. I think I, I think I watched that one actually. I think I was on TikTok and it scrolled it was through so and inspiring. you were on there and it was about Uh-oh. how to spot a narcissist. Yes. Yeah. Talk no, about that. I mean, like, again, I'm not a psychologist, you know. I mean, of course be, not. And so that was one of the things when I posted that, people were like, well, save that for the, 
I'll save that for the licensed therapist. No, 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 no. Oh, it was base advice. It yes. wasn't psychological advice. Correct. It was lifelike. Yeah, right. And so I was like, well, I mean, I've handled my my share. <laughs> Whether they're the attorneys or the, the, the other people on the other side. All right. Uh, and so the, the biggest thing for me, it was spotting them, was if I am, there is that constant, and you said it earlier, that constant one-upping. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not necessarily narcissistic behavior it could just be a lack of self-confidence right. so they need to feel like they need to one-up so they feel like they're kind of strutting their stuff again. right right and then but it's the and if i want to say talk about good about somebody they will find a way to talk bad about that person yeah because they're like hey you're talking better about that person than you should be me in this yep. in this room yes. so if i am giving somebody else accolades and go man you know who i really like talking to tonight i really like talking to caroline and they go well i mean Caroline, I mean, would you see not what she did? What I heard was this. And I mean, they will absolutely, compliments aren't a yeah. thing to them unless that's, it shines on them. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, and then a, another aspect of it is that if I float something that has anything to do about uh, a criticism at all, it's a very unrational, like unreasonable response mm-hmm. that if I were to, um, give any type of criticism, it is immediately met with a comp- not just a wall, but I'm talking like a castle with a moat that just they're above reproach. And those three topics to me give a hint that this is somebody who has either narcissistic traits, not narcissistic behaviors. They're just feeding, they're breathing on their own oxygen. Mm-hmm. And that to me, tells me where I put them in a category. And so if I'm approaching somebody that's brand new to me, Hmm. I can quickly read them, same ability y'all have. And once Mm -hmm. you kind of just go, this is where they are, I, I, it's like, I just put them on a a table. And so I will like a file. I I really do. Like in Mm -hmm. my head, I have a, I have a table, I have a place in my head where I have files. I have a place in my head where I I have a, a table. And so sometimes if, I'm dealing with somebody who is not able to get all their words. Say this is not somebody who's narcissistic, but somebody who's just, they just keep talking and they're just wanting to argue and they're saying the same thing. It's telling me that they have something important to say. They just don't know how to say it. So they just, they don't know how to land the plane. So they just keep circling. Mm -hmm. And so my job is then to let me help you land on the runway. Right. So I take their file and I say, let's just lay out this piece of paper. And I'll say, okay, well, what else? Well, blah, 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 blah. And I go, okay, what else? And then I Mm -hmm. put that piece of paper down and I, to where I just spread it all out, out on my table. And then when I step back and look at it, it's that sense of intuition that you go, ah, this is the true issue. I mean, here's the piece of paper. Finally, I got it from your file. This is the issue. Right. It's not about that I did X, Y, and Z. It's because you got a text two days ago from your mom that you know was critical of you. And I hit that, and I'll never know. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, yeah. and, and so it is a, a um, trigger point. It very much. And that's, that's the only way to kind of start digging on those. But if I'm the type of person that just sees it for what it is, and I only stay in that moment, mm-hmm. I'm never going to get them to... I, all, all I'm That's doing is... That's a true is, point. That's yeah, a true point. Yeah. You, yeah. You're just going to continue to to fan that. And instead, I I think you're... I see them as a person that is struggling to get out what's wrong with them. Because the issue that they're giving you 
is rarely ever the issue that's going on. Right, right. Um, we, in our training now, um, a lot of our trainers are telling us that in the United States, out of every 100 marriages, that there are 60 divorces. That means that the divorce rate's at, I guess you attorneys call it 60%. And um, we get involved in a lot of collateral issues. Sure. Who's zooming who? Um, assets, asset searches, you know, because remember, you know, the seventy uh, thirty law. All right. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, marital, um, uh, what do you call it? Matrimony. Uh, when the guy has to pay the girl, the girl has to pay the guy after 10 years. What is that? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Yeah. So- and so, and so you, we look at all that and that's why people hire us as we get in there and we find out where the assets are because Sure enough, when you're starting to think about a divorce, it's not spur of the moment overnight. It's I'm thinking about it for a year or two and I'm going to snarl money away, etc. So that's why people hire us. My question is, what is your advice for people out there about a divorce? Where does your mind thought need to be in a divorce in a child custody case? Is positivity work? Yeah, hey, look, honey, I'm willing to work with you. We need to bring our children 50-50. But when you get emotions involved and somebody got a girlfriend or a boyfriend or Mm -hmm. whatever the hell, my question, I guess, is what do you tell your clients or what do you recommend to people out there? Do you recommend maybe not picking up the phone and calling them, maybe take a step back or get your hands off the keyboard or get your hands off your phone? What, right. What's your recommendation out there in the positivity? Oh, I mean, I know that's a yeah. big question. Oh, no, no, but uh, divorces are so Ugly. hard uh, <laughs> because they're so emotional. I, I mean, you talk about mm, dealing yeah. with people when they are at their lowest, and it's like dealing with a uh, just a battered dog. I mean, they're, they're just going to – they'll bite you no matter how kind mm-hmm. you are yeah. to them. And when I think of divorces, I think of – the top priority is insulating the kids because that just like, and that's just me personally. I, I cannot stand it when the spouses or couples will try and use the kids or say things in front of the kids. I mean, that's just incredibly yeah, it's, we, we study damaging. That. Parent, I mean, parental yeah. alienation syndrome. We're all, Caroline's yeah. highly trained on yeah. it. Yeah. I'm the getting worst. there. It, it's, you're right. It's, it's the, the worst. absolute yeah. worst. You're yeah. either using the kids or um, trying to make sure that the kids know how sorry the dad is. I mean, it's just you are giving them thoughts that their brain is not capable of understanding. And yeah. they're not, they're just not. And so we had a bad one over the weekend. Yeah. Very bad one where three police agencies were involved. I mean, that just breaks my heart. Yeah. I mean, and so that's my top priority. The second, in, in terms of people that go, I'll have people reach out and say, you know, might have a narcissistic spouse or have this. Most of the time, people who who make that accusation, it's the opposite. It's actually. imaging. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, imaging. It's, it's actually just it's just it's mirroring what what they're seeing. That's what the psychologists yeah, yeah, teach us. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's just what I find that people who criticize the other person, it's it's actually <laughs> they're yeah. actually the problem. Exactly. Uh, usually, the loudest person in the room is the person who knows the least. So. Yeah. Um, and how they communicate if they communicate by text and communicate by email. I think that's the worst form of communication because, one, it can be taken anyway. And then, second of all, there's no limitation to stopping it. 
Uh, you can't, unless you just block their number or unless you just put your phone down or whatever. It's, you never leave the room. There's no clock management in that kind of conversation. And so you set yourself up to, um, I mean, you're already so exposed. I mean, you have people that will say the worst thing about this person that they were just so madly in love with probably not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Now, if they've been married for 10, 20 years, mm-hmm. like, hey, I understand. I, I'm still going to disagree with it. it just, that's just my personal view. But mm-hmm. you know what? You've been together long enough. You know, if it's just <laughs> yeah. you've either grown or you need to do something. But but if um, the ones that are haven't been together, they have young kids, and they're just, just visceral. And they get themselves in the trouble of trying to prove to each other how worse the other one is. And so what they'll do is they won't acknowledge what they've done. They will only continue to criticize the other person of, well, I, it's not as, well, what about this? Well, I'm not, that's not nearly as bad as when you said yeah. this. Right. And yeah. remember when you said this in front of the kids, or you remember when you did this, mm-hmm. and then you take what is, what should be a conversation of A to B, they then just splinter it into like a thousand pieces to where you're never going to get back on track. Yeah, but isn't it important, don't you think, that when you get into those type of situations, because this is what we lecture our clients on, when you get into these type of situations, stop what you're doing because it's insanity, it's not working. Here's yeah. what you need to do. Be on time to pick the kids up from school, take them to the ballet. It's okay for a daddy to take your his kid to a or his sure. child to a ballet. Sure, it's be be there. Don't just say, "Well, it's my time. It's my time." Because judges don't like that. No, they is don't. that your experience? Yeah, no, they don't. They don't. They don't like any. Well, I think that's just most. That's human nature. We don't like anybody who says, uh, "Well, I claim that as mine." That's it's me and mine and yeah, mine only. Weird. Go, yeah, no, nah, I don't. But I understand the mentality, especially sure. with men, because women feel like they need to protect their children. And if they get it in their mind that the dad is bad, right? Or anybody's bad, they'll do, they'll go into mother mode. They'll go into mother bear where they'll go, no, he's not going over there. You're not taking that kid. And you don't even know how to get her tutu on right. to take her to ballet. Yeah. And, and you sit there and you go, well, wait a minute. Yes, I can. And that's when the anger comes out. What is your, not suggestion, but what's your thought process in that? How do you cool a situation like that down? Well, you have to stop communicating, I mean, for a a period of time, unless it's just essential to, I got to get the kids A to B to here to here. I mean, the logistics, outside of that, I'd keep it to zero uh, until there is a space because time does heal things. It does. I mean, you, you can approach a conversation a month later, and it's still going to be the same conversation that you had a month before. That came from us um, baby boomers, by the way. Right. Well, uh, time heals all wounds. <laughs> yeah, that you. did come from us, did yeah. it not? I'll, I, thank you. Yeah. Uh, let's, thank you. Let's just let's let's say. Yeah. I definitely need to stay here after. Uh, <laughs> but, but I think that um, I mean that that to me, when I say uh, let's just say a bigger picture of not just people going through divorce, but when you have a an argument, what happens? Like it, it escalates. If neither person's willing to back down or be the peacekeeper in it, you just continue to escalate. Then what happens? You just eventually fizzle out. You boom, I'm stepping away. I hate you. I, I hate you too. I don't know or why I like you. Or that's also where like the violence comes in. Oh and yeah. The, and the aggression and the, yes. you know, I, I feel like that's where when you don't step away and you're not silent, mm-hmm. that's where you find a lot of the physical type of abuse. Start. Right. Well, because it, 
Well, yeah, because whoever it is, words are no longer enough to submit you. Exactly. And so I need to then continue to win it. To And then if I can't do it by my words, I'll do it with my fists. Mm-hmm. And to bring in that physical, uh, just whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But it's very much the, like, you have an argument, it fizzles, I can't talk to you, I can't talk to the other person. And then it, when you come back again, let's say just in a normal friendship relationship, what happens in that second conversation, you typically have a different tone. You're softer. You talk slower of, hey, I look, I, I'm dealing with X, Y, and Z. And, 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 <laughs> exactly. and, all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, they go, well, I didn't want you to feel that way. I wanted you to feel this. And that wasn't my intent. You see, like, everything is different now. Mm-hmm. The tone is different. The pace is different. How you approach the conversation is all different. Well, you just didn't start with that the first time. Uh, it was, it had to be so, um, you know, antagonistic. Well, yeah. And and as a, and let me say this as a former firefighter, uh, paramedic in the state of Texas, um, uh, I, I would make runs sometimes on, especially here in this town that we work in, uh, where men would beat the hell out of a woman, just beat her to a pulp. Her Mm -hmm. face would be blown up her eyes would be closed you know we'd we'd load him in the truck thinking it was a head injury and get him over the hospital get him in the trauma center and then sure enough you know because we're a small town and Uh and you drive around and you drive by that house and she's back there she's back at the house doing yard work with husband and you're like what like you almost just died yeah like and it's it's kind of like the ambulance came and picked you up and it's kind of like you don't understand that theory, but you do understand when people watch their parents beat each other up and they think that's normal. Mm. They fight because they think it's normal and you have to get serious psychotherapy to break that. Oh yeah. Or someone's going to die. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a place and, and uh, worked on somebody and take them to the trauma center and they make it and they're alive and they come back to that house and five nights later they get shot in the head. I just, you know, and you see them laying there dead on the floor and you go, wow, system failed this one. What is the system? You know, you got to think positive about the system. The system's not there to solve everybody's problem. And what I mean by the system is police, fire, EMS, uh, courts, uh, psychologists, yeah, the infra- lawyers, the infrastructure, the infrastructure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all not there to save the system, but with the power of what we do, which is positivity, mm-hmm. we can keep each other sane. <laughs> mm-hmm. You saying me saying Caroline mm-hmm. saying everybody saying, and maybe out of that group of 100 people we contact, maybe just we can affect one life where two little children aren't standing over a grave watching their mother getting loaded down. That's what bothers me the most. Um, you know, um, you know, we get into situations where we find children and we have to go to funerals or we don't have to, I try not to because it just, with my little grandchildren, it just drives me nuts that I have to go watch that. But I do sometimes go sit in the back row and I don't say anything a lot of people don't know who I am. I'm cousin. What is that? Wedding singer. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. wedding wedding crashes. Oh, I'm Uncle Bob's mm-hmm. cousin Joe. Mm-hmm. You know, and people people look at you and go, "But yeah, I know you from somewhere." And I'm like, I know you don't. And and it's it's kind of I'm there for the family first, obviously, but second, 
I want to be positive about it. I want them after the service is over to see me and me to give them a hug and tell them I love them. And, you know, life is going to go on and I'm here for you. You know, we'll work through it. You know, we're going to work through it like a family, like a group. And And I've done that with a lot of them. Another example is what we do here. We could talk about this all day long. I know, very quickly, <laughs> is each of the children we brought back from Mexico and around the world, mm-hmm. actually, Traley, Ireland, you know, everywhere we brought children back from, we we keep a box. It's called the investigor- investigatorial box. And we put the case number on it, the name, and we store it back right down the hallway here in the safe. And... We give the kids come knock on the door because what I tell the kids on the airplane on the way back, we have a little book. We read about the history of the opposite parent. You know, they're alive because a lot of times kids are told they're not alive. We try that again, positive positivity. Mom loves you. Dad loves you. Here's what's been going on with dad. Here's what he does. He's remarried this girl because some some of our cases are what, 12, 14 years old. Anyway, the, the point is, is that and I go back to the positive positivity of it all. We in the system and people like you, I'm serious about this. Mm -hmm. People like you, we need to hear your message more out there. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's the way I I, I feel that. Good. So with that, why don't you tell us where our listeners can find you? Um, Your Instagram, your TikTok handle, your yeah. Whatever you're comfortable with. <laughs> no, it's it's there. Tell us yeah, where they yeah, can find yeah, you. I mean, it's there. That's what I mean. There. Yeah, it's there. Uh yeah. So on Instagram it's just Jefferson Fisher. Uh Facebook, Jefferson Fisher. And I think on TikTok I could only get like just ask Jefferson. That was my Oh, that's that cool. My, that's that cool. Okay. And we'll link one, it so. on our Instagram and our yeah, Facebook. We will. Page and and the Fisher Law Firm. Yeah. Oh, Fisher Firm. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. It's going great. Yes. Double F's. Yes, Fisher yes, Firm. Yes, Fisher so, Firm. Yeah. So I have a, a, a law firm in Southeast Texas and, and we handle personal injury, immigration, as well as business litigation. Well, that's so great. great. Right. Listen, let me let me thank you very much. Say hi to your father for will. me, will Thanks you? Thanks for having me. Thanks and, for having and we're very proud that you came in today and thank you again very much. Absolutely. Thanks, yes, guys. Thanks for being here. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and we'll see you next week. The Klein Files. I'm in a grumpy mood. Love, love, love. And you know what they say, assuming makes an ass of yourself. My name's Philip Klein and I'm a fixer. And I am. It's a real damn thing.